Hey, my name's Louis, and welcome to. I'm just gonna go for it. Hey, I'm Louis, nutritionist and personal trainer, and it's my privilege to welcome you to Between Two Plates, the Strength Vitality podcast, where we discuss everything between gym plates and kitchen plates to do with fitness, nutrition, and mental health. This week, we're joined by the man, the legend, James Hesling, MNU nutritionist, personal trainer, and director of All Shape Up to discuss nutrition, training, and lifestyle during isolation. In this episode, we'll explore James's background and what has led him to success in helping hundreds of people attain new levels of health, particularly during isolation. We'll also ask James for his advice for navigating what we're eating and how food can serve our goals, training considerations and expectations during isolation, as well as some awesome lifestyle hacks. This episode was recorded live on Facebook, so you'll get the chance to hear James answering questions from our audience on the topics of sleep and injury, as well as all of the other stuff, just to name a few. We're really lucky to have had the chance to sit down and dive into some practical advice with this industry legend. Laughter, information, and positivity are abundant in this episode. As ever, we really hope you enjoy it, and thank you again for listening. Brilliant. What have you been up to today? Um, I've had I've had a busy day. So clients this morning, um, two live workouts in the group, and then just launched. Well, launching a new website really. So it's kind of about to drop. It's, it's there, but I just haven't posted it yet. Yes. And then and then here with yours truly. And what is um? What's this website? Is that like selling cars or? That's it exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I've two live workouts in my car shop. <laughs> Um, so it's all shape up and it launches actually on the 1st of June and it is a online ecosystem of health and fitness content, um, workout videos, recipes, um, educational content, um, workout plans, lots of stuff really. So it's been a long time in the making, but yeah, so we're about four weeks away now. So yeah, it's, it's that, it's, um, yeah. that term of an ecosystem is brilliant. I love that. Love it. Any, any chance I get is there. Have you in has this been uh, inspired by what you've been doing with the All Shape Up group uh, already, or was that already a plan before that? Yes, yeah. I originally launched it in 2016. So I launched the business in November 2016 um, after like two years of planning it, building it, um, like building the software, the content. And then I went back into the gym world, so running gyms over the last kind of like year and a half. And then it's kind of always been like a bit of a pipe dream to launch it, but different and better. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're about four, well, we're one month away. Yes. So excited. First of June it launches, right? Yes. That's it. That's the first time I've said it. That's the first time I've said it. What? Everybody Knowledge has. bombs in the pick it up, put it down community group. You heard it here first. Pow. <laughs> true. Now I've got to do it. I haven't said it because yeah. I... <laughs> You've got to commit now. I'm angry, that's it. <laughs> if, um, right, that's a really, right, this is a perfect point, James, for you to introduce yourself to anyone watching and listening um, as to sort of what you do, uh, how you've sort of fallen into that, and then that growth back into, and you might have to repeat a couple of things you just said, that growth into what now is about to be and has already become the All Shape Up group. Yeah, no, sure. Um, so my name is James Hesling. I am a... Evans-based uh, nutritionist uh, with MNU, such as yourself, um, and I'm a PT. Um, been involved um, in the fitness industry for just over 10 years. Um, and 
I recently went back to full-time and self-employment, literally about three weeks before we went into lockdown. So it was kind of like a, so I just thought, I'd, you know what, throw out a bit of a community group, you know, just try and get more people active, get people inspired and kind of like put a little bit of my purpose to use, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, created the um, All Shape Up support group, such as like yours with um, Pick It Up, Pick It Down. Um, and then here we are today, really, yeah. That's yes, a very, very good I really need to work on that intro. <laughs> <laughs> it needs more dragons and superheroes. <laughs> then I'm in, then I'm in that group. That's brilliant. So what, um, Okay, cool. So what have you been doing with your time? And you've already, and you've already touched on that with the, with the group. What have you been doing in that group? What does that group look like? Uh, so the Facebook group is very exercise-led um, in the fact that we have probably around about between 10 and 20 live workouts a week um, from myself and various other trainers. Um, yeah. I like formulating from body weight to kettlebell to bar to um, dance. Um, I don't do the dance. I know that's what I do, <laughs> but I, I don't. Um, Not then, live, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there is um, guest um, talks. So we've had Louis on there, um, which was amazing. That was the first guest talk that we had. Um, the amazing Louis, yes. yeah. So that was really good. That was on Saturday, uh, talking about um, finding your happy weight. And then we... I'm transitioning in more now, more about like habit, lifestyle, nutrition, almost like the the not sexy stuff, but the, but it turns me on to then help others more because everybody can exercise. Well, not everybody can exercise, but everybody wants to exercise. But I think actually, if they learn the principles actually behind health more than just say getting shredded, for example, sake, then we can do more. Okay, awesome. When you say, okay, so does that mean that the classes is going to dip off? Are you going to stop that or, hi, mum? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just you that has your mum in your group, James. <laughs> they're the number one fans, although they're the biggest critics. They're the biggest critics, right? I showed my mum my new website and she was like, I don't like your face in that one, James. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Mum. She was like, well, if I don't tell you, no one will. And but I was if, like, <laughs> if you could bring in that Mark, your friend Mark, if you could bring his face in more. Like... <laughs> yeah, that's why he's not allowed to do any more live workouts. The live workouts are going to be staying, um, just trying yeah. to build around it. What have you found people need the most uh, support with during this time? And has that been for you? You've already, you've obviously been helping people with their nutrition and training already. Has it changed since isolations come in? Yeah, I would say very much um, consistency. So I think because people's habits have completely gone out of whack at the moment in terms of like their routine, going to work, going to the gym, uh, whatever it might be, even if they're say, for example, a key worker and they're at the, you know, going to work, but they're coming back, you know, the environment's very different. So for example, their loved one or whatever it might be, or even the stress at work is different to what it was compared to. So actually I think the consistency of the group, say having the same work, well, having workouts at the same time every day, um, that's starting to really help. And what amazes me most is that people are actually commenting or messaging me directly saying, like, these workouts at 9 a.m., 
are genuinely the reasons why I get up and get dressed on the morning now. Wow. Because otherwise I just wouldn't. And it's so humbling and it's incredible. And I think from a client perspective as well, um, so we've kind of tweaked it in the sense of, so previously I would see my clients either virtually or in person once or twice a week, um, some of them three times, but we've actually broken it down now to um, every, well, Monday to Friday. So I actually see them every day now. And we train on certain days. We talk about habits certain days. Um, nice. like on a case by case. And we have a, a rough schedule for like the next week ahead, but we kind of, um, it's a working, it's a template that's daily, worked on daily. Yeah, man. That's such a lovely way to approach it. Is that what you, um, is that a style of coaching that you think is going to take off? And is that a style of coaching that you've become more aware of since isolation? Or was, had you been working with clients like that before? No, I haven't, to be honest. Um, I mean, generally speaking, I'm, I'm in near enough daily contact with my clients anyway, but actually I've really enjoyed the process and, and, and so have they so far, touch wood. Um, that um, I've just seen your mum's comment. <laughs> I was waiting for you to see that. It's going to remove my mum. You're making me blush. <laughs> and, but um, yes, yeah, so actually, I've, I've really enjoyed the process of transitioning to every single day because I think, you know, it's like everything, the more that the more repetitions of something you can do and the more little and often you can do something, the easier it is to form that habit within it. So by seeing everybody for half an hour on a one-to-one -one basis over Zoom or over FaceTime, you know, the same time every day, it builds that consistency. And then we can exercise certain days, we can do mobility certain days, we can talk about habits, yeah. we can talk about what's your, you know, what's what have you got planned for the weekend? You know, so actually, and it's not just talking about necessarily even nutrition or training, it's like sometimes I think there's a bit too much of a misconception that we have to be super busy, we have to be super productive. And I think it's almost like realigning actually what is required at the moment so with some clients and even in the group it's kind of like saying you know what if you just want to chill out and watch netflix all day on a wednesday that's absolutely fine nice man you know so i think that's i've enjoyed it actually that transition of seeing them all more frequently and is that then you were saying that the all shape up group which will be launched in june you were saying you've sort of changed how that'll look from what things look like now and has that been informed by the experience you've been going through now of this more habitual, holistic approach. Yeah, definitely. And I think in terms of my um, experience now with um, MNU, without an hour. So before when I launched it, I, I mean, I was I was promoting certain things that now I would like, Ooh. like you know, shriek at a little bit. You know, that's <laughs> not true. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's evolved so much because of the knowledge that I've got, my peers learning from them, you know, such as like yourself and like bouncing ideas around. And then also from the group and actually what matters more. So beforehand, it was very much, oh, I don't really need to put a big onus on nutrition because it's more around training. Whereas actually now it's a minimum 50-50, if not more on habits, nutrition, like what is health and, you know, the, the six facets of health that we, we, we know and focusing on those. What um, do you think? So lots of people that will be coming to you, I suspect, are looking for things uh, such as weight loss. Now, do you, do you find that the time that we're in right now is 
do you think that prompts a discussion about should those goals remain the same? And have you had to have uh, conversations with the people in your group and your clients about potentially considering the expectations around those goals and those methods during a time such as this? Yeah, um, for all of my clients and everyone I've spoken to in the group, um, we have tweaked their weight loss goal if that was their goal. Um, we've set a different expectation and we've kind of removed the expectation to a certain degree um, because it's not just the fact that your diet is an, is, dieting is a stress anyway and arguably we've got a lot more stress going on at the moment. So is that combination of the, of the two required or is it maybe best to say focus on health as a whole so potentially increasing your your fruit your veg your you know your protein intake you know to actually increase your health markers you know is it better to understand actually you know and to develop your relationship with food so rather than trying to be quite restrictive actually maybe maintain your weight but enjoy that glass of wine on an evening or you know that cake on a weekend and not feel guilty about it um so i do have a, a three clients that we're still trying to lose weight every week, but we've taken away that um, that time-restricted goal. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's such a good way to do it too. And I think even out of this, the context of this situation where we're in now, that can be a really useful strategy as well. Maybe take the time away. If you're not stepping on the stage, there's no prompt to be really aggressive in this approach. Let's build our relationship with food and nurture that as opposed to sacrificing it so the scales look different. Exactly. Is it, is it kind of a similar kind of thing that you're doing, like with, you know, like with the with the gym and everything? How has it kind of impacted yourself? With a lot of like, so a lot of my own clients, I don't have a group coaching format. So a lot of the people that I'm working with now, I've already been working with for years. Um, the like the things that have been tough have like been events. So I work with athletes and people that go on stage, and that's been a challenging thing because, especially with athletes, they're so geared up for that event. And we've had to be having conversations around, okay, right, we need to readjust and refocus. And for me, it's actually been a couple of weeks ago, I had this moment of such an admiration and respect for these athletes because everyone I work with has been able to go, cool, I know what I'm in right now. I know this position. Yeah. We're going to change up. And they've gone full steam ahead with it. And I think, like, it's fantastic. And every, anyone who's in your group is going to be really lucky because you have that ethos. And what that means is, the people that work with you will therefore be set up for life and they're not just you're not just delivering them a result so you get paid and then they go you're setting them up for life not to just maintain a result but to maintain a healthy relationship with themselves and that's so important massively yeah definitely and i mean you know it's like it's like your group uh it's Hello, sorry, Mark. completely group <laughs> here he is Thunder yes yeah there he is mark you need to get involved um, yeah. and, um but um what was I saying then? Yeah, so it's like both of our groups, you know, completely free, completely open, and it ultimately with the purpose is to, you know, help, add value. And I think the more that we can do that, then the, the, the better, because ultimately it's not actually just helping others, but by being so consistent in the group has helped me more than I would have imagined. Yeah, man. Just like, say, for example, some people in the group, like I help get them out of bed for these live workouts. It's the same thing for me. So it's, I mean, I, my first client is at 6 a.m. every morning, but by having that, 
it gets me up. It makes sure I go to bed on you know a respectable time. It makes sure that I don't finish that bottle of wine on a Wednesday evening. Yeah. You know, so I know that I, I'm accountable for the next day. So actually, in terms of for myself, you know, as my, well as an individual and what I'm trying to personally achieve, you know, it's really kind of like helped me as much as it's helped everybody else. That's awesome. That's really cool. Shows how invested you are in that as well. What um so with the people you've been working with, what sort of obstacles have you found? have cropped up for them, whether it's nutritional training related. And if someone is maybe listening now and they're like, right, I'm ready to begin their health and fitness journey. Can you sort of highlight, right, look, these things might crop up as obstacles for you. And maybe this relates to the situation we're in right now, or maybe it doesn't. Uh, I think the most common obstacle that I've come up against is um, kind of that expectation and, um, lack of patience okay, cool. in terms of where they're trying to get to. But I'd almost say that's with a certain percentage, but then with another percentage, it's the complete opposite by trying to do too much. Right. So almost exercising too much, almost, you know, not focusing on that recovery piece. Um, and so I think it's almost trying to get both the brackets and just line them up together in terms of actually that talks in the hair, slow and steady wins the race. Um, and I think it's just to get myself just marrying them up. So actually it's finding that fine line. And I've had a lot of conversations outside of the group with a lot of the group members just about actually just realigning those goals. And even if it's just been like a 30 second voice note, just following on for a message, almost just like, going, look, okay, you're trying to lose weight. You're trying to, you know, in this particular way actually why don't you just focus on it it's like I've, I've mentioned why don't you just focus on actually just hitting maintenance you know so let's have a little chat around what that looks like okay cool you don't need to trap but if you know you just start to you know maybe look at an approximation of how many calories you're consuming yeah. and then if it like fluctuates slightly that's absolutely fine and um, I think it was Mark actually the other day who mentioned on my live in the group, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it, I wrote it down and it was something like, how would you feel if the scales didn't exist? I think it was. Oh man, yeah. it was so, such so like, a yeah. Mark, if you're watching, you know. Mark, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so true, mate. So true, isn't it? Mm. So true. I don't know if that answers your question. I can't remember what the second part was. Oh, it doesn't matter. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Avengers. <laughs> Um, but there's, but there's such a truth to that. And I think it's become, while it's really important, we talk about the process, almost more has been come, become of how hard can I go with dieting and training? Therefore that is empirically good. Yeah. Whereas actually like training is a stressor of which we hope to elicit a positive adaptation to dieting hard can be a stressor and just and the same process even if you're doing it well it, you can have effects which might not make you feel as awesome and realistically have you got lots of other stresses going on in your life well maybe it's not the right time to do that and perhaps there's also bigger fish to fry like before you start worrying about the minutiae of you missed 15 minutes of your walk today could you maybe get to bed like an hour earlier maybe that will help so many other things yeah and that, that's that's so true and that's one of the other big components of, of where I've kind of like been focusing on with the group and with clients is one just sleep and just almost like having that routine. So almost trying to, to a certain degree, as much as you can replicate what 
life before normal life, what life before lockdown would be, to replicate it as much as you kind of can to a certain degree. So in terms of getting up, going to bed, evening routine, you know, almost like socializing with friends, you know, such as like this, you know, almost like booking those in a little bit because I think yeah. sometimes isolation can feel a little bit too like you're actually isolated if you're not careful. So I think the biggest thing as well from the group that I've absolutely loved is that community feel and people bouncing off each other. Like my mum is like a celebrity in there. <laughs> more friends than, than anyone, you know, just by having like a good old chinwag. How do you think you created that community feel in the group? Uh, I think just by making it relaxed and um, approachable, that like anybody can kind of help each other. That it's it's a, it's a support group. So the idea behind it is that it's supportive and it's a supportive network. And I think just by again that consistency piece from from me and trying to encourage yes. others to be you know have their voice. I guess. And that, that positive culture begins to perpetuate itself. So someone I imagine joins that group and they start to see, oh, wow, like I can post my own thing and get positive reinforcement. Yeah. James is always there. Oh, we can support each other. And they see it and then they begin to do the same thing as well, which is awesome. Yeah. And like just a bit of fun because I mean, this, I mean, this weekend we're having a bake-off. So, you know, I mean, people are just going to bake cakes or what, bake whatever they want. And we're just going to like have a bit of a laugh just posting them. And, you know, and it's something so simple. But again, it gives something that to you know, that little bit of focus on and, you know, just that little bit of you know, camaraderie in the group and, you know, togetherness. You've done a smashing job there, man. Um, Mark made a comment about your mum. So we've had, we've had a question, James. <laughs> any, any advice on the difficulty of having good energy one day? And I think it touches on what you just said about routine, but any advice on the difficulty of having good energy one day and feeling like staying in bed the next day, real swings in energy. Yeah, again, I think it's, for me, I think it would be very much around understanding maybe what triggers that lack of energy. So what was what's happened over the past 24 hours, for example, or the past 48 hours. So have you had a pub quiz on a Saturday night where you've had a lot to drink, and then on the Monday, maybe you're feeling a little bit lethargic, a little bit tired. So could there be a correlation there? Or could it be the fact that you maybe had too fewer calories the day before? So you're yeah. just a little bit, you know, tired. Has it been sleep? Or if it's just generally you're having a bit of a, you know, a, a down day, I think fundamentally, first of all, it's, it's about acknowledging the fact that it's okay yes. not to be okay, that it's okay to have a down day because I've certainly had them, you know, during this period as well. But I think it's about then on those days is changing your your goal for the day. So let's say on an average day, you want to achieve, I don't know, A, B, C, D, yeah. of whatever that might look like. On these down days, you have it where you only try and achieve A and B. And it might be a case of actually just relaxing, accepting, letting go of the fact that, you know what, I'm not gonna get everything done today. You know, and actually what I want to try and focus on is doing that one thing. And if yeah. that one thing is to get up and go for a 15-minute walk around the block and that's all I've achieved, well, you know what, actually, you know, well done me because yeah. I didn't want to do that and I've actually done that and that is something positive. And then just accepting the fact that, you know, I'm not feeling great today, nothing wrong with that. Tomorrow is a new day. So don't, you know, beat yourself up. Don't begrudge how you're feeling. You know, it's all about kind of just accepting it and... You know, understanding that it's it's gonna happen. 
Comes back to chat to someone as well. What's that? Or chat to people as well. Uh, yes. Look at me. Comes back to what you were saying about expectations and being willing to adjust them. And like being, we hold ourselves up to this standard, but that standard can fluctuate day to day. And that's really important that we acknowledge. Yeah. I think what, what I would expand on what you've said when what, you made a fantastic point about that almost reflectiveness. So what have I done in the last 24 hours? Now, if, if you're watching this and you think, actually, yeah, I'm having these fluctuations in energy, you don't even need to speak to like speak to a professional before you go right i'm going to take a three four seven day diary and that's going to include like my energy markers yeah. moments, what i'm eating what my exercise is what my sleep's like and you can probably look at those things and then take patterns away from that and begin to see the cause and the effects of your yeah. behavior and that's if you can't like you just said james that's okay there are so much going on right now it's okay with the, with social media and social media, we pushed the best part of our lives, and that was two years ago. It was Porsches, like Ferraris, and and like nice puppies or whatever. <laughs> but now it's I work all the time. That's like the that's like the virtue signal. Like I'm working all the time, and I think when you're spending time on social media, like, and then you're not working, you're like, oh god, but everyone's working all the time, and that can begin to set this unrealistic standard of expectation. Definitely. And I think sometimes, well, there's, so let's say for example, you're having this particular type of day. I think it, again, it, could you have a bigger glass? What is that? <laughs> what is that? I mean, you just, you're just showing just how big you are. I mean, you've literally got a keg. <laughs> <laughs> My mum got this for me, man. For anyone listening, it's like a two litre um, water bottle, which makes, yeah, it's, it's cool, it's effective, um, and it makes you feel bigger and stronger. I'm not gonna uh, drink now, you're giving me a, a complex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm compensating, man. Anyway, back to the point. Sorry, yes, um, but I think, again, then, it's, it's about almost looking at when you're feeling, you know, having those down days, is how you react to that. So what would your go-to triggers be? So if it is, for example, where you then might maybe overconsume a certain type of food. So whether it's, you know, like sweets or chocolate or ice cream or alcohol or whatever that might be, almost like that, that self-destruct kind of like territory, maybe trying to identify that that's how you cope with a certain situation okay. and maybe trying to tweak it slightly. So yes, still have, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, your vice, but maybe already kind of just like get what you think, you, you know, is a better amount to have. So instead of say, for example, eating, I don't know, 10 bags of crisps, you know, maybe put two aside, then go for a little five minute walk and then come back and have that bit of time to yourself. Awesome. So actually then again, when you wake up the next day, you're not, Oh, I, I really failed yesterday. I felt rubbish. I ate rubbish and all this, all these like internal thoughts that you can typically have. Actually you've turned that into a positive because even though you felt that way, you're like, Oh, actually I only had that. Whereas I would have had this. So that's a win for me. So straight away, the next day, you're already picking yourself up psychologically, I kind of feel. That's brilliant. Would you, would you say that that reflective period, so you're going, right, I need to reflect on that. Do you think that's good to have reactionary? So, okay, I've had this behavior, I now need to reflect. Or should we plan that reflective period in daily or weekly? Uh, I, think, I think it works for both. I think in terms of actually having that reflection, just, I think, daily, if I'm honest, you know, it doesn't need to be have a sit down 
for you know half an hour an hour even if it's just five minutes just while you have like your evening cup of tea or you know you you lie down in bed or something like that um or even when you wake up and you just like review the the previous day and one thing that i've been doing more of in particular is kind of like those affirmations and actually like those gratitudes and stuff like that and actually saying you know a couple of things that you're you know really thankful for and also including one of those in yourself um you know and uh, I actually think, you know, it, it does work wonders. And sometimes it can feel a little bit silly. Well, I, I think actually, it, it, well, it's helped me personally. And I've introduced it now with a few of my clients. And it's all just about that positive reinforcement, I guess. And actually, over a period of time, you know, you, your outlook, those negative thoughts can be replaced, you know, periodically with those positive ones. If someone's sitting there now and they're like, actually, yeah, I buy into that. I'd quite like to start doing some affirmations or gratitudes. What could be a, a starting point for them? Um, ooh, I would probably say initially, you know, start thinking about it. Just what are you grateful for? Who are you grateful for? And then start writing them down. It could be just in your phone if that's the easiest like barrier or the smallest barrier to doing it. Because I know, for example, if, if I write it down, I'll do it for the first couple of days, but then it'll tend to drift off because that doesn't really work for me. Um, I'm very much a, like a typer. So actually what I've got for myself is um, Google, what is it, Google Notes, I think, or Google Sheets or something like that, Google, I can't remember. But basically it's like a little notebook on Google. So I um, have, um, and I don't do it every day, but I try to make it part of my daily habit where I will just maybe write for five minutes whatever it is, whatever I just want to say. And sometimes actually that just helps clear my head a little bit. Um, awesome. So, you know, and just, again, just adopt and see what works for you. So whether it's just a text, you know, a, a loved one or a friend just going like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, and checking in and almost like having that two way, you know, conversation where, yeah, let's check in on each other every day. Yeah. That's brilliant. That can be really effective at nighttime as well, because that, those anxieties, if you're going to bed with them, it can make it harder for you to fall asleep. And we know that if your sleep is affected, that can begin to have like more effects that correlate the next day. So if you're going to go to bed with those anxious thoughts, sometimes taking an action, and that action can be as simple as not necessarily doing something physical, but writing down the thought that you're having. Yes. So it takes the anxiety away of you thinking you have to deal with a task right now. Yes. Like, I can come back to that tomorrow, write it down. And then you can wake up the next day. One of the, one of the things I think the examples I gave of that when I was talking about that recently was if you know, you've got loads of emails to do tomorrow, don't write them. But if it's worrying you, put all of the people you need to email down, begin those email, draft them all. And then you can shut your laptop. You know, you're going to see that the next day, go to bed and then deal with it tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one, um, I recently read one of uh, Jamie Allerton's book, the new one, Meltdown. And in that, he said, basically, in, in times of like meltdown, which I suppose you can almost like relate to right now in terms of like where circumstances have changed a lot. Um, it's kind of like look after your, um, if you look after 20% of what's most important, that will look after the remainder like 80%. So almost like if you look after your sleep, your nutrition, and just staying active, that will naturally have a positive effect on the other areas of your life. Brilliant. And I think that's quite important, actually. Looking like, after nutrition, what does that mean? Um, again, I think it's just not trying to create a, or again, going on back to your goal, really. So if it is weight loss, it might be the fact of, you know what, half a pound, you know, and if you got that, that's a massive win. If you hit maintenance, you know, 
that's a massive win. But ultimately, just trying to maybe focus on again having a, a variety of food, um, such as your you know your fruit, veg, proteins, but also as well by still enjoying those you know highly palatable foods you know that we all love, such as like your your pizzas and your ice cream and your alcohol, because again it can all form part of a really healthy diet. And I think you know, having that as an understanding is really powerful. And actually in the group, that's probably one of my biggest messages that I'm trying to promote is that actually you can enjoy these things and you can still be really healthy and you can still achieve whatever your goal is. In fact, yeah. And like, actually it might make it easier for you to get to that destination by including those things if you enjoy them. Exactly, exactly. For, um... Okay, so if, if people have been regularly exercising, regu- regularly exercising, and now they can't attend the gym, uh, so like your three to five day exercises that are going to the gym regularly, and they're like, James, what do I do? What is your advice for them? And maybe some words of reassurance. Uh, I'd probably say, first of all, I think there's a huge misconception about how fast that reversibility happens. Cool. So in terms of actually, if you maintain your protein intake high, you know, if you try and hit your calories, actually that muscle mass, you know, you're going to maintain it, you know, for a good amount of time. Um, And even if there is a slight dip, you know, you'll soon get it straight back. Um, And I think in terms of exercises, again, it's almost trying to like replicate it. So if you're a regular gym goer and you go, you know, three times a week and you follow a bit of a routine and a little bit of a program, you're going to be quite experienced to a certain degree. So use that knowledge and almost get inventive, get creative and see what you've got at your disposal at home or in the garden. And almost again, you can replicate that gym routine just at home. So if you know you on average go to the gym for 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it might be, again, planning a workout at home, that does the exact same thing. So whether it's sets of press ups, you know, sets, reps, then doing maybe, I don't know, a, an isometric hold on a press-up, for example, or, you know, oh, pressing your sofa, maybe not that, yeah, yeah. whatever it might be, <laughs> but almost like create yourself a program, you know, with the environment and the tools that you've got and, and get creative. Have you seen that question just come in? I've just seen it pop, Rachel. Hi, what if you, you're unable to focus on one of the three areas you mentioned because of injury you can't exercise for? example uh so i actually i know rachel rachel is a client um hi rachel uh, yeah um and rachel is is probably the hardest trainer you'll ever have a question from in my personal experience anyway that's <laughs> um so rachel i'm rachel i'm mentioning this um she has a, a slight niggle at the moment and we're very much focusing on that rest and recovery and we're almost using the analogy of like an athlete so if an athlete does have a injury, you know, that rest is so important. So actually having, maintaining that protein intake, maintaining those, you know, those calories. So then you've already got one of them ticked off. So one of the three, you've got your nutrition, you've got your sleep. So the only thing that's missing at the moment would, you know, arguably obviously the exercise, but what I would kind of focus on is actually the longevity. So the the long term of it so rest now so your body can get stronger so you can actually you know your body can adapt to the the stress that it's had on it so it can actually you know progress and actually out the other side you're gonna be fitter healthier stronger than you ever were before so i think again it's just 
and lining it back up with you know your goals and your focus and if one of them's taken away you know it's important to understand the reasons why and yeah. the best way to get it back in and if that is rest then that's what's the most important thing right now so then focus on your nutrition and your sleep as well yes and like like you just pointed out there if conventionally exercise was your actionable and investment in the self okay right now that's off the table do rest well like do yeah. that show me that you're an expert at resting and, so and, and freaking apply yourself to that and then and then we'll know it's awesome it's like um examples like refeeds or diet breaks where they're conventionally sort of assumed as as these uncontrolled like just elevations in food no actually we need you to show that you can do that really well and and all it is is reapplying you might have been really good at managing a low calorie intake show me that we can increase that and you can demonstrate that same control accountability and understanding so true so true so true yeah i love that um the uh, and then so similarly with well, not similarly to that but when i asked you before about uh, someone's exercising now the gym's not there so if someone's like james i was actually really mo motivated and it's probably going to touch on lots of stuff you've already talked about i was really motivated with my nutrition whatever that means but if we take it to mean that they were happy with how nutrition was serving them and they're like i've had this big motivational swing and i'm finding it hard to get back into those habits i liked where could be a place that they begin to refine those habits that they like? Uh, I think initially it'd be understanding that, yes, oh, well, first of all, identifying what the goal was originally. Awesome. And kind of like thinking, right, okay, this is what I wanted to achieve. This is what I still want to achieve, you know, and then almost reevaluating that goal, whether is that goal what I want right now? or can it wait four weeks or however long it's going to be while we're in the situation? Um, and if it's still that I still want to achieve it right now, then maybe it's about realigning yourself in terms of, okay, what triggered me, what sparked that motivation originally? Because, you know, actually we are going to come out of this, you know, we are gonna, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. And at the moment we don't necessarily know how long, but it's amazing just how quickly these days go by. So actually, by setting yourself up and again introducing those habits that are going to help you along that journey, whatever that might be. So whether it's even you know you're, you're struggling to track like before, or you're maybe not as invested in my fitness pal right now. If that's what you were previously doing, it might be a case of right by eleven o'clock I need to make sure that I've had thirty-five grams of protein. So I know that I always make sure that I've had a protein shake by this time or I've had my scrambled eggs on toast or whatever it might be. And I think by having that, removing those barriers to achieving it and that motivation, because motivation is, is, isn't consistent in, 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 in the grand scheme of things. Um, it certainly helps when we're motivated, but it's what we do on the days that we're not, that generally speaking determines whether we're successful or not in a lot of things, I think. Um, awesome. So I think actually by having those processes every day, whether on those quick wins, that in itself will build motivation. So if I know I'm hitting my protein target by 11 a.m. because I've set that as myself as a little goal, that will then prompt me to try and increase it gradually. So rather than setting the expectation from going zero to absolutely whole hog what you were previously doing, you know, as the days and weeks go by, just start introducing those additional measures. That's brilliant. That's like fantastic. Love that. Um, okay, questions come in, Mr. James. 
Hey lads, I have a problem with having too much energy and can't sleep at night. I'm exercising daily and still working, uh, keeping the brain going, but finding myself awake until 3 or 4 a.m. Uh, still waking up at 7 a.m. and it's ongoing. Any advice? Okay, so I'm going to go too much energy. I guess in terms of that, I mean, you'll be able to help with me on this one as well, Louis, but I would say... Either one, you've got increasing your energy expenditure. If or I guess what has, I think I go back to initially of like what has changed. So in terms of what was different before to now. So for example, like your job, are you a laborer? So you're really active, for example, sake. So your calorie expenditure is, is far greater perhaps. So whereas now you're exercising, but you're, you know, mooching about the house, for example, say. Um, so if that's the case, it could be a potentially to a gain increase that expenditure, maybe go out for an hour long walk every day as in addition to your exercise at home, or it could be a case of looking at your calories, um, reducing them back a little bit to align with actually your expenditure, depending on your goal. Um, and then also potentially if I'd look to maybe watch your evening routine. So are you still following the same routine that worked before? If you are, then it might just need tweaking right now. It's not that your current routine doesn't work it just might not be the best routine for right now so maybe you know read your book for five ten minutes before you go to bed and if it's anything like me i'll be i'll be asleep before i've turned the page <laughs> it's kind of like just makes for say and i love reading taking you but, three years to read jamie alderton's book like <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah one page a day you know <laughs> but um you know maybe that or maybe like that little bit of evening routine so if you're uh, so going to find myself awake until 3, 4 a.m., but almost as well as the, that expectation that I'm going to fall asleep till 3, 4 a.m., so I'll naturally just start stimulating myself subconsciously until that time. So I will put an extra Netflix documentary on or I will start pottering about. Yeah, man. So have you now re reinforced that habit of going to sleep at 3, 4 a.m.? That's like fantastic. I think uh, what you could do actionably there, Matt, would be to take um, take exactly like James said. I would do a, f a food diary, which includes everything. So that's your sleep, your um, your exercise, what you're eating, and try and do it time dependent, like now. And then, as best you can, and it's not always going to be easy to do, but do a reflective one. So when I was not in isolation. What was my pattern? And you'll start to pick out some of those things that James was saying, like, oh, these things are different. Now, maybe one of those things will be an intervention you can take and that'll be really helpful. Now, waking up at three and four in the morning isn't totally uncommon. Like waking up at night, anyone listening, don't worry, like that's normal, that's totally natural. But if you're not getting to sleep till three or four, but you're sitting in bed, that's not optimal. Um, and you definitely will need more than three or four hours sleep a night. So. I would, I would also go back to what we were talking about, by like reflectiveness and those gratitude tasks and consider are there things, maybe some stresses that have appeared now that you weren't aware of before? Because those things, if you're busy in the day, like you're saying, you're keeping really busy, which is amazing, but maybe that's meaning that when you're in your own headspace at night and you're in bed, that's when those things are coming out. So maybe you need to be writing those things down before you go to bed to get them off the chest. What I definitely wouldn't do would be to lie in bed and think about them too much. So certainly take an action your bed space your um, bedroom needs to be a place which is associated with rest and recovery so if you're sitting there anxiously try to remove that from it 
And exactly like James said, there are loads of areas you could explore. Like we could talk about sleep hygiene, making sure you're not actively exposing yourself to too much blue light before you go to sleep. Um, the things that you're consuming before you're going to sleep. The, it's totally natural to, to wake up first thing in the morning, but like we've said, only getting three or four hours of sleep a night probably isn't ideal. Now, if you do all those things and it's uh, not having, uh, and you can't see any clear guidance, I would probably suggest speak to your GP. Now, what then what I would also say is actually, if you're already noticing things like um, bigger signs of stress, so maybe your appetite has recently changed quite a lot, uh, or your motivation, or things like, or your psychological health has had big changes, then I would seek out your uh, GP's help sooner than that. I would do that sooner because sleep can, uh, unfortunately, it's very important. So it can have big effects. And um, the good thing is I'm very confident you'll be able to work with that and please do if we haven't done a good job of answering that question reach out to myself or james after this and i know either of us would be happy to talk to you about that further is there anything you wanted to add to that james uh just one thing that just from anecdotally so for myself is that if there are certain things that will stimulate me more in the evening so if i start to for example like think about all shape up and i start going around like the cogs start working, then I might as well stay up all night. Yeah. So, but if I remove that and don't think about that, then typically my evening routine is, is, is reasonably consistent. So if, for example, you're um, keeping the brain going, are you almost overstimulating yourself by certain topics? So if that's the case, maybe bring those into earlier in the day and then calm yourself down a little bit in terms of like what you're thinking potentially in terms of like actually what you're you know using to keep that brain active yeah one thing that i've seen come up a couple of times is that because people's days routines are so different like things like caffeine is being consumed much later on in the day and that could it yeah. could be something as simple as that like we know caffeine has a half-life of between like four to six hours so having a cup of coffee in the afternoon might actually genuinely be playing an effect on your ability to get to sleep. And I, I hope, and I'm confident that like in so many instances, you'll be able to do those, that sort of self-reflectiveness, whether it's looking at the food diaries or just sitting and thinking, like James said, maybe making that reflective time and hopefully be able to pull out one of those things and be like, Oh, cool. That's probably a cool actionable. I'll try that. And then elicit a positive outcome from it. Yeah. I think just one of the things was almost, if you try one thing, don't give up, you know, Maybe try it again, slightly tweak it, slightly tweak it, you know, almost play, um, almost like a bit of a jigsaw. So almost like think about the bigger, the, the full picture when it's done is almost like you've got your, your routine now for, you know, going to sleep earlier. So actually it could be a big part of just like actually each day, just try something different, you know, move those pieces around until you, you, you know, you find it work. And if not, nice. as Louis said, you know, reach out to people. That's a lovely analogy. Um, sort of leading on from that, would you advise people who maybe are tracking their food, maybe are conscious of how much they're eating? Um, do you think that energy demands will have changed for people uh, since going in this phase of isolation? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Um, in terms of, I mean, for example, energy demand. So. And I think that's why, again, relating it back to, say, for example, a weight loss goal, it's much harder to achieve because your calorie expenditure, you know, we're ultimately moving a lot less. So 
we're not walking to the train station. We're not walking all around the office all day. We're not walking around the gym. We're not as active. Um, some people certainly are, but I think for a lot of us where this could apply, we're certainly not. So actually it's much harder to, if it is weight loss as a goal, to be in that calorie deficit. Um, or, you know, just even if it's maintenance or even if we're looking to, you know, being a calorie surplus, again, I think that the potential and the likelihood is, is that that level and what that looks like has reduced somewhat because even though loads of people are exercising and even in the group, you know, we know that, you know, um, exercise generally speaking is a very small amount of calorie expenditure in comparison to the, the greater picture of the day. I think it prompts people um, thinking of the other end of the spectrum as well, I think it actually is, an, is a good time for people to step back and look at themselves and start to listen again to their body. So for many people that may be tracking and, are, and like my fitness pal tells me what to eat all the time. Okay, so maybe your energy demands have changed and maybe as well, uh, we know exercise can be associated with hunger. So maybe if your exercise has changed and you're an athlete that was maybe doing six hours of sports a day or maybe you're doing half the sport you were doing whatever maybe actually your hunger cues are slightly off what they would normally be so regardless of where you are at on that spectrum of um like general population to athleticism perhaps it's a good idea for anyone to be like right i need to go back and check in really think about okay what are my hunger signals am i feeling hungry did that food satisfy my hunger? Go back to that almost mindful style of eating. Did that food satisfy my hunger? You said a brilliant thing earlier. I know I would normally be hungry now, so maybe I, sh- I would be full now, so maybe I'm going to go for a five-minute walk. I know that I can come back to that food if I need it. Yeah. But just perhaps where we have said a lot now, relax, maybe also it's a good opportunity if it feels okay and it's not a stress to be more reflective and mindful about your eating behaviors and your training behaviors and really think are you giving your body the time it needs for you to listen to it because it might be speaking in a different language at the moment yeah that sounded like a weird metaphor i don't know if that made sense (laughs) liked it liked it liked it (laughs) i'm about to start selling like bcaas and (laughs) vitamin qz um okay cool right now how do people measure their progress james Wow, oh, you've thrown out all the big ones. Um, <laughs> your progress. Um, I think, dependent on goal dependent, I think you've obviously got the staple. So if we even look at, you know, scale weight, but then there's more to it in terms of you've obviously got measurements, you've got pictures, you've got how clothes feel. But I think also you've got those almost from a, you know, one category where you can box those then you've got the other side in terms of like how do you feel how are your energy levels you know are you sleeping better you know are you happy are you feeling confident in yourself um i mean i'm speaking to a client um the other week and the scale didn't necessarily reflect what they wanted but i was like okay so let's say well but the scale didn't reflect it in terms of like what they thought might happen but besides that, they, their clothes are feeling looser. They're exercising most days. They're feeling great. They've got a better relationship with food. Yeah. So it's actually, so I actually I said, I was like, okay, so would you rather remove that feeling and have you know, a more positive number on the scales or would you rather things stay the same? And the answer was like, stay the same. 
And I think actually then that's another way of determining what progress looks like, especially really? right now in terms of actually, you know, those metrics that I've just mentioned in terms of like how you feel, your happiness, your energy levels, your sleep quality, things like that. That's such an awesome point. That is such an awesome point. And uh, again, what you've done there is you've gone back to what are our goals and let's realign. You, like, so you've come to me and you said that you want to like feel better within yourself. Let's use that as a marker then. Like the scales don't, in, the scales don't influence that. And, and maybe if you feel like they do, let's explore that. Let's, let's explore that and talk about maybe why you feel like that. And then like you've done, well, this is the sort of, this is what the scale weight means. It's going to be fluctuated by these things. So especially if you're beginning your journey right now, going into like some, like James's group would be such a fantastic place to go because you're going to get an education, which is important to underpin your, um, to underpin any journey you're about to make. Uh, and also what you'll be armed with is a lightsaber or Thor hammer to bash away nonsense that you'll see on social media all over the place. <laughs> and, and, and Lou has actually said off camera that he's going to do a live workout for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Internet's not working, James. <laughs> Oh, so that's not true. We haven't even discussed that. So, but, but it's cool that you raised that because obviously you said you were going to do your Zumba class um, for the Pick It Up, Put It Down community group. And they're excited to see that. Can we have a demo now? Can that happen? Don't forget, I'm not wearing trousers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing your kilt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you see the industry changing from what we're going through now and how sort of uh, nutritionists, personal trainers have, have adapted. And actually also, sorry, from a, from a client or Jimmy's user perspective, are you like, well, look, I expect these things maybe to change in the next year or two. Uh, definitely. I think there's always this bit of, um, like speaking for myself and from other personal trainers that I know, um, there's always this kind of like dream to go online because there's this, you know, this whole ocean of potential clients. So from a practitioner perspective, and I think given the current situation, it has almost forced people to bite the bullet and almost, you know, confront those fears of, you know, exposing themselves, you know, not like from a, um, like not capable personal trainer or practitioner perspective, but those exposing those fears of actually yeah. that imposter syndrome. Um, and like, oh, what will people think? Because we've had to adapt and overcome this current situation from a practitioner perspective. So actually, I think, yes, definitely in terms of moving this online. So there's, and, and if Mark's still watching, he'll know firsthand from having a chat with him. So the platform that launches on the 1st of June, that wasn't going to launch on the 1st of June. It's only because I've had to, you know, adapt my business right. to become more online prominent. Um, that I've had to make that change and make it, you know, sooner rather than say in September, October time when I'd originally planned. And I think from a, um, a, a um, general public perspective, again, definitely, I think, now the, I think the one great thing that's happened with this is there's so many amazing people that are offering now so much advice that actually people are going to be far more informed. Yes than before so beforehand say for example you're in a gym and your experience is confined to those four walls so even though if there might be amazing trainers there or nutritionists there you might never have actually interacted with them 
for you know for various reasons. Whereas now I think there's so much more out there and people Because are... you haven't put any shorts on, James. You've got to be... <laughs> Why is no one signing up? <laughs> got some really short shorts on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, the, and the big socks to make the calves look bigger. <laughs> Um, but yeah definitely and I think because now people have arguably got more time potentially they are seeking out more things online and hopefully they're finding good content as opposed to you know some of the the not so good content out there I think people are you know making more informed decisions about that which is good you're right that's the the, um you're right yeah what do you think no, I agree. I think that's, I, I totally agree. I think that's, I think for the consumer, it's going to be great because you've got um, you've got people now that are putting their voices out to thousands of people to the world. Whereas, like you said before, for their own reservations, it's been within their gym environment, and, and it's only been the ten people that are listening to them in their gym environment. So now it's fantastic. The voices are out. I mean, you can see if anyone's looking for a home workout. Like you've got a million now available online. It's, yeah. That's amazing. My concern maybe is that, like you said, perhaps the non-evidence-based approaches are going to become more vocal. So it does demand maybe more than ever that practitioners with good intent and an evidence base do go out there. And I think if you're listening to this and you, and you have been on the shelf of putting your content out there, if not for your own concerns, getting past that, you even if you help one person, that would be amazing. And that's that's what it's about. And the, the other thing, and we're going on a massive tangent now, social media, the wrong thing to do is to make the assumption that because you've had a certain amount of likes, that post is valid. If you've got three people that are regularly engaging with their posts, with your posts, imagine sitting in a room with three people and every day they're like, I endorse what you just said. You'd be like, this person is amazing. Yeah. And have, having that expectation is also super important. Yeah, and, and I think well. in terms of like our, I know, I know there's a few people watching um, now or they've jumped on and off anyway. Um, our kind of like pedigree of MNU now, we don't just tell, we teach. So I think actually if we can teach one person, the likelihood is that they then go and help and teach another person. You know, it might not be to the same degree, but in some format, that will have a knock-on effect, and almost like yeah, a domino effect throughout. So I think what I've experienced as well in terms of like with my peers, so like the likes of yourself, you know, setting up you know, this group and doing like so much activity, which is amazing and inspiring to see. Um, you know, actually, we're reaching a greater audience. So I think actually, it's you know, it, it, it's ultimately going to be a positive. I think. Yeah, that's I brilliant. So. Totally agree. I, I, I think it should be a positive and people are driving it that way, which is fantastic. Definitely. Um, before I ask James the last question, if any of you have any questions and you're watching, please fire it in now. It takes about 20 seconds for it to come through so we can see it. Um, so James, what do you think of the last Avengers movie? <laughs> Are we, talking, are we talking Endgame? Or? We're, we're talk yes, man. Are we what, talking what? like the, the, the second Spider-Man? No, talking. they don't exist. Those films don't exist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Endgame. I mean, um, we've just gone through it in chronological order. So, so as in like from like time set, not like film released. And it still chokes me. I'm not going to do any spoilers. So don't worry, people. I would never. <laughs> 
it still chokes me up so much that yeah, I can't, even now it gets me. That's, uh, it's, oh, thank you very much. Um, no, thank the, you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> there's, there's um, a lot, there's a lot to be said about Avengers, but I think the, the biggest takeaway for me is that I will never trust a franchise again. It broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. The, we obviously love Avengers. Um, the one you said about watching them in chronological order. I'm so sorry for anyone that's tuned in expecting genuinely fiction. Why you missed the good stuff? <laughs> this is the only reason why I came on to talk about <laughs> Avengers. So, got you. Now you're in. Um, Stacy, uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, I'm cutting my own hair, and that's why I'm doing an awful job. <laughs> Stacy. Uh, initially sort of like I sort of went along to watch the Star Wars films in order and now I'm a huge fan those things are amazing as well yeah I mean I haven't actually seen the latest one but um you know I think uh, I mean it's you know it's, it's personal opinion isn't it but I think especially the new ones they're just not the same as the originals and you know when you've got Anakin Skywalker those those three back in the the day when you no know, pod racing, you know, I think you can just disregard those three. Shots <laughs> oh, fired. <laughs> New ones, crap. Let's go back to the old school. The um right, so the last the last question, James. No more questions have come in apart from my awful haircut. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the um if I was to give you two extra hours a day, James, what would you do with those hours? I would say relax, if I'm perfect. Yeah, dude. I genuinely would. So I'm, I'm trying to introduce every single day, I have a 45 minute nap in the afternoon and it's so good. I love it. Yes, it, it just recharges me. And because I'm, I'm up quite early at the moment, that kind of like that, having that just downtime really just clears my head. And so for me, I'd probably have maybe an extra hour of sleep and yeah. I will watch in, I don't know, well, maybe the two hours would just go to a film, actually. Yeah. I, do, I do, I love films. I, yeah. I could watch films every single day. I don't because it would take up all of my time. <laughs> I'm always itching to watch a good film, definitely. But you'd be fantastic in pub quizzes. If it's film-related, uh, film yeah, definitely. The, the um... With naps, and I'm lovely you said that, what is your approach to a nap? Have you got like a routine when you go for your nap? Are you like, no, just lie down straight out? Or have you got a bit of a system in place for your napping? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, do you want the real version or no? <laughs> no, that's that's. Um, so what I typically would do is get my morning clients out of the way, um, and then I would have a bit of lunch, and then I'd, I'd typically just get into bed. I'd maybe read for like 10, 15 minutes, just to like chill my mind a little bit. And then I, then I get my eye mask on. Or what's it? Is it an eye mask? Is that what it is? It called an eye mask? Yeah, man. Is that what it is? Well, then, it's not your night goggles. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I put my Batman mask on. And then I put, I put my eye mask on and I'm out. I am out. I'm literally, I'm, yeah. But I think it's just because I just appreciate it. And I think actually during lockdown, one of the realizations that I've got is actually how much I do like sleep and how much I value it. I don't think I realized that before as much. Strangely, I don't know why, but from a personal perspective, yeah, I'm loving the sleep. 
That's really good. What about you? What would you do? Thanks, Real <laughs> I'll message you offline. No. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> tag me at James at Thor's Hammer. The, um, I think like it's one of those funny things. And we said about tr if you're trying to go to sleep, maybe you need to do something before you go. Like, so write down what you're worried about or whatever. But I'm really good at napping if it's unintentional. So I'm like, right, yeah. I'm going to have my lunch, sit down. I've missed three clients. Great. <laughs> uh, I think maybe there's a story there uh, with you recently, maybe napping through something, but we won't talk about that. Did not do a meeting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Were, were, were they livid? No, no, they were, they were understanding. They were understanding. I, um, yeah, Mark and Flo, I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I did the meeting. Uh, and the, was, um, I set up the meeting. That's what made it worse. <laughs> They're like, we're still in the waiting room, James. Like, you're going to let us in? <laughs> well, um, yeah, an hour's time saying, oh, technical error. But no, <laughs> I don't know, I slept. But I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I, I can sort of nap. But I do think there's a, there's a, I think it's really important, seriously, if you're going to nap, to set an alarm because you can way overcook it and it can throw off your, the quality of your evening sleep and also mess you up if you've got to do something important after. Definitely. I was listening to a, um, uh, 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 forgive me for get, forgetting her name, but Danny Lennon on um, Sigma Nutrition podcast had an interview with this amazing, like, um, it's amazing, amazing lady who was talking about sleep and she was saying that like the optimal time to nap is 25 minutes, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, because like too much can do that. It can influence your, the quality of your sleep later at night. Yeah. I definitely set an alarm though. Cause otherwise it's like nap roulette. It's like, is it going to be five, <laughs> five hours? But that's quite exciting though. Sometimes <laughs> as well. and that's part of the appeal. <laughs> Man, you'd be locked away for too long. <laughs> No, I'm not going to go out. I'm just going to have a nap. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. That was a PB. Yeah. <laughs> James, thank you so much, mate. Is there anything that you wanted to add? No, just thank you so much for having me on, mate. You've had some incredible people, and I feel like you've run out of budget to... Um, <laughs> but no, thank you so much, mate. It's been, it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. Mate, not, honestly, thank you so much. I've been really looking forward to this, and you have been amazing. And between the laughs, if you just tuned in, there has been a lot of really helpful content from James. Um, and, yeah, and I think a big thing that I've taken away from a lot of what you said is it's okay to currently be in a place where you don't feel like you're in the rhythm that you might have been in before. Uh, that will change as well. There's lots of people that are out there to help you. For example, James's group, which is all shape up. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get you to remind me of that at the end. Um, and also the, the circumstances we're in now, if you are at a, a position of readiness where you are up for making an investment into your health, whether it's for nutrition or training, actually you have a lot of tools at your hands still. So if you're not ready, that's cool. And it's very much understandable and justified. And if you are ready, you still have the tools to do so, which is amazing. Now, James, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at allshapeup.com and on Instagram, allshapeup. And on Facebook for the support group is literally allshapeup support group. So simple as yes. that. Yeah, everything's all shape, everything, everything's this color. Just, just look for this color and you'll find <laughs> it. Sponsored by MNU. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's a different, <laughs> different shade. Martin copied me. <laughs> I 
don't, when did Dominion U launch? I launched in 2016, so I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I'm sure, I reckon they were about 2016 as well. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> before you get into a lawsuit with Dominion U. <laughs> it would win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, by the way, MNU, for anyone watching again, is Mac Nutrition Uni, which we have both done to be qualified as nutritionists. And it is absolutely amazing. And if you want to qualify as a nutritionist, I would certainly recommend checking them out. Uh, James, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. Uh, this will be live on the podcast next Thursday, uh, The Mighty James. And James is also in the group. So if you need his help, uh, he's in the Pick It Up, Put It Down group. You can find him. Uh, probably his profile picture will be like Thor. Um, with a blue kilt on. <laughs> I wish. James, thank you so much. Uh, you're, yeah. I think you're in control of the live. But, I um, am, yes, I am, because you are technically inept. Um, okay. <laughs> Don't tell him. Right, right. I, will. <laughs> I will end the meeting. So thank you very much, Frank. Thank Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, James. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you so much James for joining us. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as uh, I clearly did. <laughs> there was so much as well as us having loads of fun, there were some really cool tips there. We appreciate everyone who came in with the questions. It was great to be able to talk about some really actionable and practical steps um, for nutrition and training that not only make sense on paper but as James has demonstrated work in real life. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do uh, leave a review. Let us know if you have any questions on that. I can put you in touch with James. You should absolutely check out the All Shape Up group on Facebook and the website. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes. Otherwise, have a wonderful day. Thank you again for your support. Thank you, James, for being on the podcast. Look after yourselves, warriors. Pow.